the big day. It is a big day. Gary Breck is going to give us the results. 10x health. So, if you had to predict... <laughs> Warning. This information is not intended to serve as medical advice. The opinions expressed are not intended to be provided as medical advice. You should seek the advice of a licensed physician prior to making any healthcare choices. Enjoy the show. Lieberman, where are you? I got cameras all over me right now at the Apex. Where are you? I told you 715, well, I'm early. Early is on time, on time is late, and late is never. Do you need that again? Early is on time, on time is late. Late is never. That's my motto in 2022 here. Okay, Lieberman? Camera's on me in the parking lot. Yes, we document. Okay, we document here at Sticky Paws. No hair and makeup, I don't need it. I come camera ready. I show up camera ready, I wake up camera ready. Pint Size wakes up camera ready. Pint Size wakes up like she's a soap star. <laughs> Looks like a soap star. All right, uh, it's the big day. It is a big get, day. Gary Breck is gonna give us the results. 10X Health did the What's blood work. Did the, did the, the, I've been a little under the weather. So that means that it's less clear. Yeah, it's already, I'm already declining. Oh, it's already okay. starting. Yeah, well, you know, luckily for you and for me, yep. our girlfriends are so much younger than us. Yes. That they keep us young. Yes. But I gotta go long here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get another 50 out of this shit. Oh. That's my magic number, 50. So you want to be 100 and yes, 102. I can get there. I can get there. I can get there. All right, let's go see what Gary says. Just roaming the halls. Yo. Hey. What's going on? You know Adam. Yo, what's up, buddy? You good? Austin and George. Yeah, what's up, guys? How's it going? George. How's it going, man? Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Well, fist bump. I had Grant on the show tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, because he's in town. He's with me yeah. tomorrow, too. Yeah, so he yeah. sent me a DM Saturday. I've never met him. Sent yeah. me a DM. Great podcast. Keep it up. Yeah. see. Oh, dude. Then I come to the fight. Next level. So I got back. Thanks so much, man. You know, I'm a big fan. Then I yeah. come to the fight, and he's here. I, yeah. You know, I thought he was in Miami. So I got the nerve. He's I was here like, shooting his real I was like, hey, up. you sent me a really nice message this morning. You know, he's like, hey, John, whatever. And I was yeah. like, how long are you here? And it, yeah, worked yeah, out. That, dude, it's going to be yeah, awesome. That's a whole new audience for you. Yeah. So right? Dude, between Dana and GC, it's oh going to go God. next level. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, all three of you like that. Yeah. Everyone's loving it. Did you look at your blood results yet? No, I didn't even get them. I got mine. You did. Yes. Did they send them to you? Yeah, I can. I can pull them off our system. I probably got them and didn't realize I got them. Yeah, it's from Lab or something. That can't be mine. Oh yeah, I downloaded it and I looked at it. Yeah, so let's jam. We go. Um, you know, he's he's like a diamond in the rough. Yeah. You know, that could conquer drug addiction. Could conquer. Yeah. Um, you know, single single parent and losing his father at 10 years old. And that's what I like. A lot of the stories that he'll tell at GrowthCon, he'll take someone like a Stormy Wellington, you know, black female, um, both parents incarcerated for, for, you know, for 
for drugs when she yeah. was when she was young. She was a uh, you know a stripper. She worked um, you know she was working as a black female stripper, homeless, drug addicted in a strip club, and bang, now she's the number two That's or amazing. number one female in network marketing worldwide. That's like amazing. those yeah. those stories are great because it takes away the excuse that somebody else has. Right. You know, he was telling me they almost bought. He almost bought this building. Him and Elena almost bought this and, building. And he said the UFC like out offered like I, I want to say thirteen million more. Twenty. I can't remember yeah, the yeah. number. It's something crazy. Yeah, Frank Fertitta can put some pressure on if he wants. Holy shit! He can, can kind of <laughs> lean in. You know, <laughs> no, right. you don't want to get in a zero writing contest with him. He's like, oh really? Yeah. yeah, put a few more. Yeah, he'll run um, it up, and, and he might yeah. even run it up just to stick it to you, and then yeah, let you, just to and let you win just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then let right. you win. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, they're great people too. So let's let's, yeah. let's, let's take this tour. Yeah. This is where they do, you know, all the photos of the fighters, like oh yeah, for the pre warm ups, you know, yeah, just yeah, the sure. Pictures front side, yep. face that they'll use on the placards. Um, so that's what they they'll use this for. And then now, were you a fight fan before all this? Huge fight fan. Oh, you were. Yeah. Oh huge wow. Fight okay. Fan. So, so this, this is like a dream come true for me. You know. Wow. And then this is great, man, because it's—I mean, it's oh, literally wow. hardly hardly used. Um, so this yeah. is like during the fight. So when you watch like uh, the Contender series and and some of those, they're all 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 the you know pre-fights are filmed in here. They'll either be. Popping those bags, you'll see yeah. this. You'll you'll see this in the background all the time of the wow um, of all those pre-fights. You know when they're just shadow boxing before yeah. a fight. Even a um, boxing ring. Wow. Yeah. So so my son and I love it because we'll come in here and do rounds on the aerodyne, and then they, then the skier, and then we'll flip these 220 pound tires down, and then we'll carry these 80 pound kettlebells back or push a sled. How old's your son? 21. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. he's a beast. But, wow. Uh, I like working out with him because he. Yeah. Kind of keeps me honest, you know. Yeah, yeah. When they're 21, their little right. heart's like a gerbil, you know. <laughs> it's not fair. And he, right. he's like, "You tired of it?" I'm like, "No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm no, waiting for the warm-up to end myself, yeah. you know." Right. It's, it's, don't tell me that was the workout. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like looking up cardiologists on my phone. <laughs> how far is oh it near its urgent care? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Much yeah, it is. Yeah, but when someone's trying to beat your ass, it gets really small. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of room to run, you know? Right. <laughs> Especially after the first hit, you're like, you know yeah. what? I don't, I don't think this is such a good idea. Yeah. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Oh, they are? So I'll let you in. A, just keep this between you, me, and whoever you want to tell. Okay. Um, these are all fake. They're styrofoam. What? Those are all just for effect. Even the, even the bolts. How crazy is that? Really? Just a, it's it's all, all that whole apex. It's all styrofoam. It's just made to look like, you know, like a badass arena. Right. When you're and when you're in there, you can you know you really see it. Um, huh. So then you come through um, a little back of the house. Oh wow. Oh, so this will be like okay. families yep. and you know the fighter corner. Yep. Um, and then I don't know if you heard of the last time there was a big brawl during the press conference yes. right before the last fight. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even so much the fighters, it was the camps. Right. And you know, when you got 30 jujitsu black belts over here yeah. and 30 jujitsu black belts over there. What, 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 yeah. And then that's a, little, a private viewing area. Yep. There's a, um, it, it's got a bar, it's got a, you know, like food service and everything yep. up there. And this is where all the magic happens, dude. When are you going to Abu Dhabi? 
Um, I fly back to uh, I fly back to Miami on Wednesday, and then we go out of um, Washington on Thursday, nonstop to Abu Dhabi. So we go Thursday. First time there. I've been to Dubai. I've never okay. been to Abu Dhabi. So I've been to Dubai's the nice. Emirates. Dude, Dubai is sick. Right? Yeah, Dubai is sick. So you guys cool. on like Emirates on the way out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that Emirates first class. Oh my dope. God, I've heard. It's better than going private. I've heard. I mean, you have your own private. Right. Sweet 44-inch TV. Yeah. My fat bed. How many hours yeah. is that flight? 15 and a half. But who cares? Yeah, I know. I'm who like, cares? I'm excited You're for it. happy. Yeah. Or sad, but you it Watch lands. two movies, sleep for eight hours, right. have four meals, and you still have six and hours to like go. meals. <laughs> yeah. Not bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Full, full blown Emirates meals. Emirates first class. Oh, my oh. God. I got you. I got this you. is, this no. is like a lot, you know. And this is smaller. This right? is a lot smaller. This is a smaller one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like a little bitch in here. Like, 10X, no! <laughs> 10X Health coming soon in, in the, on the canvas. Right there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Just in the middle. Yeah. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> How many years do I have? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, man. So the um, so then you know obviously the judges and Dana are right here yeah. during the contender series. The fighters come out of there, and the post fight interviews in there. Yep. There's a special Howler head Howler lounge. Howler VIP. It's where I talk yep. to the Grant. Grant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Dana has a private area. Um, you know, all the way in the back. I can show you that. It's just his spot. Super spoiled. He's here every week. I'm here uh, every week. Every I come at every single fight. That's awesome. Oh wow! So this is Dana's room back yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's locked up after hours. And so do you want to do meet, it in the room? How did you meet Grant? Yeah, we can do it. Um, Grant became a patient. Grant um, became a patient. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about it on the on the yeah. podcast. You can even ask him about it tomorrow. But yeah. Um, if you hey, you at the Apex? <laughs> yeah, he's got here. Oh, okay. Um, so can you come in here with your computer so I can use it? Yeah. Or maybe we should Whatever you want. print them. Yeah. Um, can you film a computer screen? Okay. Yeah. We have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's evolved. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John Orlando. Okay. All right. I'll let me print this and then I'll come you over. Yeah. And, and Adam Lieberman. Results, but you just don't know how to read it, obviously. And Adam Lieberman. Lieberman, yeah. Of long right. term. Oh, how long or whatever. Yeah, sticky paws. Sticky paws. Like you yeah. know about your triglycerides yeah. and all that shit. All right. All right. Cool. All right. This is styrofoam. Yeah. Yeah, and then so the press. And so that's just because it's just cheaper. But it's looks cheaper good. and it just looks cool, man. Right. I mean, look at this. This looks like a castle door. And this thing oh, weighs wow. two ounces. Yeah. It's just, but it looks like so looks like a three thousand pound steel door, that right? That's what you want upstairs, right? That's yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I want upstairs. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm I'm moving it with my mind right now. Right. I've been working on this. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, even even how we space exercise out. Like I have a saying that we should snack on exercise, right? And by snack on exercise, I mean a lot of times we think that exercising or working out has to be this big 90-minute commitment to the gym or 45-minute commitment to the gym. And if I don't have 45 minutes or 90 minutes, then why bother? But the truth is that spacing exercise out over the day has actually clinically proven to do a lot more than having small, intense bursts of long-duration exercise. Like, for example, if you walked for 45 minutes in the morning versus walked three times for 15 minutes after each meal, you would have a demonstrably bigger impact on blood sugar, on your glycemic control, if you split your walk into three 15-minute walks after each meal. Mm. So let's say that you, you ate breakfast and went for a 15-minute walk. 
And then, you know, you ate lunch and you went for a 15 minute walk. You did the same thing after dinner. Um, the amount of weight loss and the control of your blood sugar, which is called your glycemic control, would be substantially higher by splitting it up than if I woke up in the morning, went for a 45 minute walk, same time frame, mm -hmm. right? 45 minute walk, and then I ate breakfast, and then I ate lunch, and then I ate dinner. Right, same amount of exercise, right. completely different results. And how long do you walk after you eat? So uh, I'm, 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 I'm using that example to say that, it, you know, one 45 minutes book. Right, no, I get it, but like, at, let's minutes. say you eat breakfast. You, you 15 start, minutes. You go walk immediately after you're done? Or you wait I, I mean, I, I, I don't do that. I'm just saying the research gotcha, does gotcha. that, yeah. Okay. So I, 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 I do push my exercise in, but, but I also snack on exercise. Like when I feel low on energy, I'll just do air squats, right? Or just, just 25 air squats. Try to be sleepy after you stand up and do 25 air squats. No, but like, and this is being very truthful. If I did that, I would be panting right now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, yeah. I, I, I know that. 10 push-ups, 15, 20 push-ups. Yeah. I mean. But even that, I know my, I'd be panting. It's just. If I take a day flight, like, a, like sometimes on international flights. So I have a hard and fast rule that I, I fast on airplanes, unless it's an international flight. Right. Why? I mean, um, because eating while you're sitting I, like when you just eat and sit, um, I mean, if you want to talk about an energy drain, an energy sucker, you know, your, your intestinal tract's 30 feet long, right? And if, if you pack, especially carbohydrates, if you pack high glycemic carbohydrates, fast burn carbohydrates into here while you're sitting, then the amount of blood that it takes to digest Think of how much blood it takes to innervate 30 feet of intestines, a 30 foot tube. So if it's here, it can't be here. So you have to decide if you want to be hungry, alert, focused, and productive, or if you want to be fed, exhausted, tired, and sluggish, <laughs> right? So it's what, what's the trade-off? I'd actually rather feel hungry and be intensely focused. And I mean, I get some of the most uh, productive work that I, I do done on airplanes. So if you travel, you should use the air travel to be productive, not to be a tree sloth. Because if you do eat and fall asleep, you're not getting good sleep anyway. You'll sleep the same amount of time that night. So if I fly from Miami to Vegas and I sleep four hours on the plane, I'm still gonna sleep six hours tonight. If I sleep zero hours on the plane, I'm still gonna sleep six hours. If, if, when you're on an airplane, the very first sensation at altitude to go is uh, salt which is very forward on the tongue. So all airplane food is just absolutely saturated with sodium. Because if it tastes salty to you at 39,000 feet, you won't even be able to swallow it at sea level. Wow. Right? I mean, you'll feel like you're sucking on a cup. Hey. Oh, this is Stephanie. This is my favorite nurse. Yeah. Um, this is Yosef, our driver. Um, she took my blood. Yep, yeah. she took your blood. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you don't just want to eat that crap at altitude. So right. now you're dehydrating yourself. You're stealing your energy. You're just diverting it to your gut. You're not getting rest anyway. Um, and you're crushing your productivity. And that's why people are miserable in flights. So now the more I fly, the more I fast, the better I feel. So now the more I travel, the better I feel. Um, Interesting. Which you know, usually travel wears people down. Yeah. Right? Um, like when I take an international flight, I set a, a timer. So every hour on the hour, unless it's a night flight, um, I go into the restroom, like in, in Emirates, they have these big, like, handicapped, there's a shower in there. Um, and I do 
um, 25 air squats and 10 deep breaths. That's it. it. It doesn't even take me a minute. 25 air squats, 10 deep breaths, I go back to my seat. So by the time I've flown from London to Houston, I've done 250 air squats. I've taken 180 deep breaths. I feel fucking amazing. I've gotten 10 hours of work done. The cabin looks like it's been, it's amazing. everybody's been gassed. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but he's also flying, you know, for a class where it's supposed to me, I'm sitting in the middle and coach. Go into the thing. I have to interrupt the guy that's sitting asleep the entire time. Right. right. Don only knows what they think I'm doing yeah, in the bathroom like, too. Right. So I'm like, yeah. They're like, that guy's got a coke problem. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, they think I got like the yeah. libido of a lion. They're like, yeah. dude, give it a break. It's like 10 times, brother. Come on. You know? Give it a rest. And I come out oh there, I got a little, little sweat right, coming off. Right. Oh my God. Like, woo! Crazy. Yeah. Not until I saw the new you. Am I like, holy shit, you need to lose some weight, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. Which I means mean, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I have a picture of them the day we met and, and like 13 weeks later, and it's like night and day. People are like, oh, it's a filter. It's actually not a filter. Well, when you, right. When you lost the 30 pounds, you didn't think you had 30 pounds to lose either. Yeah. Well, I lost 30 pounds in 2019. Yeah. I, if someone would have said to me, you need to lose 30 pounds, I would have been like, 30 pounds? Are a lot of it comes mind? from like, wow. inside, too. Yeah. A lot of it's, you know, visceral fat right. and, and, yeah. Yeah. My goal in 2022 yeah, the most was, to lose, kind, yeah. was to lose 30 pounds. So now I'm, I'm, I only have 45 to go. <laughs> there you go. So, pretty good. There's our ring girl. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. The cut girl. All right. Oh, a little plug for 10XL system. Right. There's a lot of people like obviously no, gunning for us. because We see the comments crazy. already. Like it's, it's so crazy. So crazy how people don't get it. Like, yeah. They just don't get it. I'm or they're like, no, you could die in a car accident. I was like, yeah, dude, you're missing the point. Really like, yeah. It, 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 it can't predict unexpected death. Right. But if you think for one second that a life insurance company is going to bind $25 million or $50 million of risk on your life, and they're just like, I wonder how long he's going right. to Hope it's really, hope it's it, good. Really it's a science. Of course. Um, and there are companies, you can just Google life expectancy prediction. You'll see Fasano and Associates, um, um, ABS, American Viatical Services. You'll see 21st um, Services. You'll see all kinds of life expectancy companies. It is one of the most valid scientific principles in the world. Right. It's, you know, everybody is on an actual arrow curve. You're on one, right. you're on one, I'm on one, right? Um, but the, the life insurance company getting ready to bind $25 million of risk on your life could give two shits where you are on an actuarial curve, right. right? They want to know specifically how many more months does this person have left on earth. Right. And, and before they bind that risk, they know to the month. When, now, could you get you know, killed in a violent crime? Could you get T-boned at an intersection? Yes, but that, right. that's what's called nonspecific risk. And there's actually percentages that that will happen to you too. Right. Uh, like and some people might you're outlive pilot, pilot. that projection, yeah. like, right? Like, anomaly, like I can't whatever. say you're not going to die in a plane crash, right? right? Or, um, you know, you will never be in a motor vehicle accident where you're going to pass away. No, right. these are, these are um, what's called morbidity and comorbidities. And so what happens is, um, I mean, they have a database. Just remember that life insurance companies, unlike any other medical related enterprise in the world, doesn't just have your medical records and your demographic data. They have something that n most physicians don't have on their patients. They have the day, date, time, location, and cause of death. So if I was your cardiologist and you came in to see me and I treated you and you left my office, I don't know what happened to you unless I continue that treatment. Mm -hmm. Maybe you moved to Minnesota and another physician's treating you now and maybe you did die of a heart attack. I, I don't know. No one reports back to me and says, hey, this patient that you did this procedure on this day mm -hmm. just passed away 12 years later of 
this complication with their heart, congestive heart failure or pneumonia or whatever yep. it is. So we, in modern medicine, we don't have the statistical endpoint to validate the treatment. Mm -hmm. In insurance, they have the exact statistical endpoint to validate the treatment, right. which means they know what treatments lead to what statistical endpoints. So if that database could see the light of day, it would permanently change the face of humanity. And you didn't like that piece of it. I didn't like it at all. You didn't no. like not being able to tell patients, yeah. wow, if you just made these simple changes. That's yeah. A, that's incredible to me that the life insurance companies have all this data, have all this information. Mm -hmm. And basically, and I don't want to say they can save human lives, but they could save human lives. Oh. And they would rather hold on to it. I mean, they knew that opioids were addictive 15 years before the crisis of opioids hit. They knew that, they know that um, there's a, uh, that if you start corticosteroids, oral steroids, right, which are anti-inflammatory for like rheumatoid arthritis, you have six years and one day until you're having a joint replacement. So imagine that you have a clinical deficiency in vitamin D3, right, the most important nutrient in the human body. I used to see this all the time. And... After years and years and years of being so low on vitamin D3, you will eventually develop rheumatoid arthritis-like symptoms. You don't have rheumatoid arthritis. You have the exact same symptoms as rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. So now you go to your family medicine practitioner, and some of them will do blood work and check for rheumatoid factors. Some of them don't. Some of them will go, well, John, how are you feeling? I have, you know, I'm stiff and achy in the neck. My low back hurts all the time. My knees and hips ache all day and lately it's getting hard to make a fist oh you know what you have rheumatoid arthritis <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i diagnose you based on your history i'm gonna hit you with some high dose prednisone i'm gonna put you on a corticosteroid an oral steroid um and you're gonna be on this for the rest of your life now that's a misdiagnosis right which by the way is the third leading cause of death in the united states so you've now been misdiagnosed so now you're put on a corticosteroid <laughs> with, a, with a condition you don't have so now you're starting a pharmaceutical that you don't need and six years from now, you will have a joint replacement that you should not have. Now, I know that if I advance your age six years in one day and I schedule the joint replacement, now I start to reduce something called your ambulatory profile, which is how well you ambulate, how well you move. And sitting is the new smoking, right? I mean, sitting is the leading cause now of all-cause mortality. Sedentary lifestyle is the leading cause of all-cause mortality. Right? It's exacerbating everything from diabetes to obesity to you know, chronic fatigue to all, all, all kinds of conditions. So I advance your age six years in one day. I schedule the joint replacement. Now I reduce your ambulation. Now I bring in all of the diseases that exacerbate with reduced ambulation. And I can actually predict not only the onset of, but the severity of, and how soon you will succumb to it. So now wow. you're misdiagnosed with a condition you didn't have put on a pharmaceutical that you didn't need, which led to a joint replacement that wasn't required, so crazy. which brought disease forward that you shouldn't have had, and then you died from a condition you never should have con contracted. What, what is the, That's the cycle. Wow. doctor's opinion of you? And what? Well, most physicians are appreciative, right? I mean, because... Um, because again, it's statistically valid. Like it's, it's very hard to argue with my position because it's not my position. Like I don't have an opinion 
about this stuff. It's black and white. It's just all the, you know, it's the data, right? Right. Like when I talk about cholesterol and things, those are my opinion. Those are peer-reviewed clinical studies because we had to take peer-reviewed research and read, I mean, I've read thousands of times more medical records than most physicians because they are spending their time treating a patient, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I didn't treat patients. I had their medical records and I would see all of their blood work and sometimes their genes and all of their lifestyle and I would put it into something called a probabilistic model and I would predict the probability of death. And I would not only predict the probability of death to the month, I would predict the statistical chance that you would die before that prediction. So like, for example, if you're obese, you get a debit. If you have diabetes, you get a debit. If you have hypertension, you get a debit. But if you're a morbidly obese, diabetic, hypertensive, it's not one plus one plus one equals three. Mm-hmm. It's one plus one plus one equals like 10, right? It, it, is, it has a cataclysmic yeah. collapse. And it's not, it is absolutely valid science. In fact, it's valid enough that some of the largest financial services companies in the world will take 25 million of risk on one variable. 25 million of risk on one variable. Wow. Right? Even if you even a hedge fund, when they invest $25 million, it's not in a person. It's right. in a company. If they said, hey, I'm investing this $25 million. If anything happens to the CEO, you lose everything. Right. All right. How many people would invest? But yeah. yet insurance companies put this money in all the time. It's because of the validity of the death prediction mm-hmm. right the validity of the death prediction and if you want to know how accurate it is just look at the f- financial crisis in between 2008 and 2009 when we had the financial services crisis 364 banks <coughs> failed. 364 banks do you know how many insurance companies failed but zero wow do you still think it's junk science right it's all based on mortality man right it's mm-hmm. it's it's, it's some of the most valid science in the world. Um, so, <coughs> um, I mean, already dying. Yeah. What time is it? The paper, this paper says nine thirty. <laughs> yeah. At least I went out in the apex. Yeah. You know? Hey, that's okay. true. Yeah. Right on the. Start okay. with you. Start with me. Start with you. Start with me. Start with Adam. <laughs> so you are nervous. Does it matter? Come on. All right, fine. Start Start me. All right. All right. Um, So, you know, again, before I go through it, I'll just as a disclaimer, I'm not a licensed physician. I'm not licensed to practice medicine. I'm a human biologist. So I'm going to explain what all of these mean and I'm going to explain the protocol. But the protocol was developed by Dr. Carrie Sardo. She's our medical director. She's an MD. So she looked at these medical records, came up with a protocol. But my job is to just explain it in a way that patient understands. Um, so when we look at a CBC, right, this, is, this stands for complete blood count. So this section of your blood is where we just go into the contents of your blood and we count up the contents of your blood. How many white blood cells do you have? How many red blood cells do you have? The important point here is that your white blood cell count is in the normal range. But when you drop down to this bottom section of the panel, all these fancy words, neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, you see how they start at 4.1, go to 1.0, and then down to zero. This V-shaped pattern is a very important pattern. What this tells me is that your immune system is perfectly oriented. So people with your immune profile rarely get sick. And that's me. Um, I rarely get, even though I'm coughing right now, I rarely get get sick. Yeah, I would say aside from COVID, 
I, yeah. I'd be surprised if you even remember the and last. Time I never got, got COVID, and even during COVID, I never get I never get flu shots, yeah. nothing, and I don't ever get sick. I've never seen him sick for more than like one day, like yeah. on the couch sick. Yeah. yeah. In almost six years. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so because you know this this V-shaped pattern is an important pattern, but remember we judge this the success or the the strength of the immune system by how many soldiers you have on the field of battle just waiting for the enemy to show up. Right. A compromised immune system, a weak immune system, has a very low front line of defense. So if you have a thousand soldiers on the field and one enemy soldier shows up, it's going to be a very short fight. If you have a thousand soldiers on the field and a hundred thousand enemy soldiers show up, it's going to be a long fight. Mm -hmm. So the better prepared the immune system is, the broader the front line of defense, generally the less inflammation. Right. So that's a good sign. Um, then we come back up to this area here and we look up, we spend a lot of time looking at red blood cell and hemoglobin. And so you can think of a red blood cell as, as a tennis ball, right? And inside this tennis ball, there's a fluid called hemoglobin. And it's inside this fluid that oxygen is bound. And everything that you perceive about energy is nothing more than oxygen in your blood. So if you told me, Gary, I had a lot of energy today, physiologically, what you're saying is I had a lot of oxygen in my blood today. So if oxygen equals energy, which it does, then if I want to raise your energy level, I need to raise the oxygen level in your blood. In fact, if I want to deepen your sleep, I need to raise the oxygen level in your blood. Most of us are not getting deep sleep and are exhausted because of the same thing, low blood oxygen. If you're anemic, you're tired. You would think that somebody that is really exhausted, that all they would do well is sleep, but they actually sleep very poorly. Mm. Because what happens when the blood can't carry oxygen well? Well, when you start to respire very shallow, your blood oxygen drops even further into a bloodstream that doesn't carry oxygen well. So what happens? Your brain panics and it wakes you up. How does it wake you up? It pulses cortisol. So people that are exhausted look like a bouncing rubber ball going down a hallway, right? When you would think they would actually be really good sleepers. This is generally why low red blood cell count, low hemoglobin. And this hides in plain sight because it has a range. It goes from here to here. And you can be normal and be way down here. And, you know, the hemoglobin level goes from here to here. And you can be normal and be way down here. So, you know, sometimes the doc will look at these and go, oh, you're, everything's in a normal range. Yeah, but doctor, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I, I'm, I, I've got brain fog. I mean, I get a great idea in the bedroom. I walk through the kitchen. I wonder what the hell I'm doing in the kitchen. Um, I don't sleep again? very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep very well. Yeah, you know? That's so much for me. At that all coming and that me. happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely well, it's going to happen a lot less now. All right. Um, and then the next thing that we look at is here is called the hematocrit. So this is important because this is a measure of blood viscosity. So this tells us how close is your blood to motor oil or how close is your blood to water. Right. And you want your blood closer to water. Because if you were to very broadly divide the organ systems in the body, you could put them broadly into two categories, pumps or filters, hmm. right? The liver is a filter, the kidney is a filter, right? The heart and the veins and the, and the vascular system is a pump. Well, a pump would much rather pump water than pump oil. And a filter would much rather filter water than filter oil. I mean, if you drained your, your pool and filled it up with motor oil, it'd probably be three hours before the pump blew, right? right. So... Am I closer to oil or am I closer to water? She said your blood was kind of thick. Right? Yeah, she yeah. did. Yep, it is. I've so got oil. Your blood is getting thick, right? 
And this is what happens to TRT patients because um, when you're on hormone replacement therapy, which is very healthy, one of the primary roles of testosterone, contrary to popular belief, is not male characteristics. It's not deep voice, aggression, facial hair, muscles. The primary role of testosterone in men and women is to put pressure on the bone marrow to make new red blood cells. Mm. It's the boss of the bone marrow. You show me somebody that's clinically deficient in testosterone, the majority of those cases, I'll show you somebody who's clinically deficient in red blood cell and hemoglobin. This is why low hormones, testosterone, makes you tired, right? Because it directly affects oxygen transport in the blood. So, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that process is called erythropoiesis, the production of new red blood cells. So if I raise testosterone, I raise the production of new red blood cells. But then the bloodstream gets crowded. So we have to do something called therapeutic phlebotomy. We have to do regular blood donations, which, by the way, is very, very healthy for you. Okay. So you need to do what we call a blood dump. And I got a nurse here that can do it after this. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> All right. Starting right away. Wow. Yeah. Or or we could get someone getting a UFC fight. Yeah. No. Let's use the nurse. Yeah. Let's use the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Odie's just right Yeah. No. Odie's Yeah. There's some guys training. We could just get a. Yeah. No. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm a spectator. Spectator. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Action junkie. I like watching. Yeah. Okay. So, so we want to thin the blood, yeah. right? Um, and then it's going to speed up the rate through the filter. So if I put blood through the kidney faster and 15 times every day, the entire volume of your blood goes through the kidney 15 times. So if I can lower the viscosity of the blood, I can take pressure off the kidney. I can speed up the filtration rate and lower the amount of poison in my blood. Mm-hmm. Right. So how often would you do that blood? I would do it donation. two to three times a year for someone oh, on okay. HRT. Which Geo does. Yeah. You're just talking yep. about going like yep. Blood America. If, if, yeah, if you... Blood America? Or not Blood America. <laughs> you know what I'm talking uh, We were going to go to Blood America. Red Cross. Red Cross. Red Red Cross. Cross. Yeah, Blood America, Blood Red America. Cross. Oh, why that, am I here? Brain fog. Brain, brain fog. fog. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. it. But this is... No, this is more more. Blood America. Yeah. Geo is one of my best friends and he hosts Fitness Junkies. Um, cool. And he's a trainer, and he's been in fitness forever, and he, he gives blood like three times a year. Yeah, because um, if you look at the incidence of cardiovascular disease between men and women, right, you'll see that men lead women by a huge margin until women stop menstruating, and then meaning stop having their period. Mm-hmm. And then there's a parabolic hockey stick spike, and they approximate men in the incidence of cardiovascular disease. So why is that? It's because they stopped turning their blood over. So it's very healthy to turn your blood over, mm. right? Because remember, you're, if you take it out, the bone marrow will replace it. This is the whole practice of the illegal sport of blood doping, right? I take my blood out, put it in a refrigerator, mm-hmm. I allow my red blood cells to return to normal, then before competition, I put it back in. Why would I want to artificially re- raise my red blood cell and hemoglobin? So I can transport more oxygen and have an advantage. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that's what we're going to do. Your platelet counts in the, in, in the normal range. Your platelets are great. So, like, if you said to me, look, is there anything that I need to worry about in, in this blood panel? So far, I would say no. But if you said, are there some things I could do to optimize myself? I would say absolutely. Right? And one yep. of them would be um, therapeutic phlebotomy or a blood dump to, to thin the blood. When we thin the blood, we will watch poison levels in the kidney drop. So the outcome of having thinner blood is better filtration. 
So when we leave this area of the blood and we start talking about the comp metabolic panel, we're kind of stopped counting the blood and now we, we're going to talk about organ function. And we're going to go organ by organ. Yep. So like for instance on something like this, it's 52.6 and the range goes up to 51. So it's like 1.6 over. Is that... It's 1.6 over the highest end of the range. Got it. Okay. Right? So we don't want to just be even near the high end of you the want range. To be, okay. Yeah. It's like, this is really, really bad. This is great. This is really, really bad. Right? So the ranges are there to show you the highs and the lows. We don't want to be near the high or the low. We want to be in okay. the optimal range. And, and no one ever came to me and said, I want to be average. You know, I mean, every, all of the, you know, the people that I work with are all, like I want to be optimal. I want to be a freaking superhuman, right? So, why are we doing yeah, exactly. I mean, so we're going to go in here and we're going to dial this blood work in perfectly, right? We're going to give your physiology an unfair advantage. And then if you give me a little love on the diet and a yep. little love in the gym, yep. you're not even going to recognize yourself in eight weeks. And it's it. not rocket science. And that's why right. I love that we're doing this on the podcast because I'll just yeah. put it out there. Because Gary, I'm 52. Vanessa's 31. I mean, I I need 50 years out of you. Yeah. Years. All right. I need you to get me we're 50 same more. Age, brother. 50 all right. more. Long all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got to yes. get to 102. <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you. I, I got gotcha. you. Know, your, your daughter sitting here next to you. Just, <laughs> so, <great>. wrong. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. Right. All right, so then we go to comp metabolic panel. So the first organ we're going to talk about is the pancreas because the pancreas regulates blood sugar. Um, and your blood sugar is 85. That's perfectly fine. But, but blood glucose is a measure of how much sugar is in your blood right now, right? So you could throw this number off if you had a coffee and a donut on the way to get your blood drawn. So the more important number is this guy right here, hemoglobin A1C. Hemoglobin A1C is a three-month window of your blood sugar. This tells me what your average blood sugar has been for the last three months. Yeah. Right? And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's trending towards the high side. Um, then we triple-check this by looking at something called insulin. And here's where things are starting to go awry. See how this number says high? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the early signs of insulin resistance. So... What is, in, remember, insulin shouldn't be higher than 24.9, even if you just drank a straight soda. Right. Right. So. And what's mine? 32. 2.3. Right. So this is called hyperinsulinemia or insulin resistance. Yeah. Because normally glucose enters the bloodstream, we secrete insulin, bring it down. If glucose enters the bloodstream and I secrete insulin and the sugar doesn't drop, I secrete more insulin. If the sugar doesn't drop again, I secrete more insulin. Sugar doesn't drop, I secrete more insulin. And this is called insulin resistance. Remember, the primary role of insulin is not to lower blood sugar. That's what most people think. The primary role of insulin is to block any other form of energy use in the body. So if I see high insulin, I know that your body can't use other forms of energy, primarily fat. So where is the first place that fat builds up? In the blood. So if I look at your blood fat, I see very high levels of triglyceride, right? This isn't because you are, the triglyceride is a measure of blood fat. What's my number? 263. And what, what do you want high. it to be? I want it to be between 75 and 90. John? Well, Don't worry. Don't worry on this one. Okay. I got you beat. You got me beat? I got yeah. you beat. Right. Just <laughs> you looked. just looked. I'm at 461. Okay. Yes. You're yeah. jumping ahead. 
Yeah, he's I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking as okay. we go. <laughs> and this is the number that this. where Dana was 800? 800. Okay. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 800. Right? So. Well, so, I, kn I knew I was in trouble when I didn't get the call in the middle of the night. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, if I, I, if I, I was like, well, I'm all right. I didn't get a call. Yeah, he got my blood, but he hasn't called yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. yeah, what yeah. you don't want is me booking a flight to right. see you at yeah. one in the morning. Yeah, that's the one you don't want to get. You were so, like, I'll be in Friday, and then Friday, you were like, I'll be there Monday. Yeah. I was like, I'm okay, good. We're yeah, good. you're like, I'm, I'm not dying anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I feel much better. I feel much better. Gary's not worried. I'm not worried. Yeah. All right. So, so. If insulin rises, yep. it blocks the body's ability to use fat. So actually, people that eat the most sugar have the highest blood fat, right? And, yeah, so there's a lot of whites in your diet. Donuts, I can see white flour, juice, white rice, cookies. white bread, white, white rice, pasta, yeah. white potatoes. Yeah. I can see. I love my potatoes. Yeah, and there's not a lot of avocados, coconut oil, olive oil, and nuts. No. Nope. None of That's those, accurate, actually. Gary. Yeah, because <laughs> if it's green... Yeah. 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 Uh, pepper is a green flavor. Yeah. He'll so only avocado and guacamole form with tortilla chips. Yeah. <laughs> and, no the only yeah. Way. and no tomato. Yeah. And no tomato. No. Dude, you're, this I is going to be. Eat, such I hate veggies. Ah, oh, this is going to be such a game changer for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to put you on a veggie diet. Then. Um, okay. Your HDL cholesterol, your head, healthy cholesterol, high density lipoprotein, um, it's you know really low, and we want this high. And okay. and so like the differences in cholesterol have to do with how sticky they are. Right, so imagine a hallway, right? So HDL, high density lipoprotein, is like a golf ball. So if I threw a golf ball down a hallway, it doesn't matter if it's the floor, the roof, the walls, it's gonna roll, it's just gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. So I then I have- the tin cup effect. Do you yes. know the movie, tin yeah, cup? Yeah, of course, yeah. That's, oh. when he hits the ball down the, right. the driveway, just keep going. Bing, yeah. bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, then you have LDL cholesterol, low density lipoprotein, right? And um, LDL cholesterol is kind of like Play-Doh. So if you kind of threw a wad of Play-Doh down the wall, I mean down the hallway, it wouldn't really stick to the wall, but it hit the floor and kind of roll. Um, the LDL cholesterol is like chewed chewing gum. So now if you threw that down the hallway, it would stick to the ceilings, the mm -hmm. walls, the floor, to other chewing gum. It would even stick to a golf ball, right? So this is kind of how we grade cholesterol. High density, very low density you know, cholesterol, and it gets worse as it gets stickier. So your HDL cholesterol is low. Your lethal cholesterol, VLDL, the very low density liver protein, is very high. Um, now, cholesterol is probably the most maligned and misunderstood compound in the human body. Um, there is very little evidence in the published clinical literature um, that linking high amounts of LDL cholesterol on their own to cardiovascular disease. You have to have a corresponding increase in triglyceride. So in other words, it's actually not the amount of cholesterol that's so much of a concern. It's the size of the cholesterol molecule. The smaller cholesterol gets, the smaller the particulate size of cholesterol, the more dangerous. The larger it is, generally the healthier cholesterol is. Because small particulate cholesterol passes through the arterial wall, gets eaten by a macrophage, causes inflammation, placking, scarring. Um, and it starts the whole process. Because cholesterol is at the scene of the crime, it gets charged with the crime a lot, and it doesn't pull the trigger. What pulls the trigger is triglyceride. So how do I lower triglyceride? I actually bring down your insulin so your body can metabolize fat. So when I was having this conversation with Dana, I mean, just think conceptually that I said, 
the way that we're going to reduce your blood fat is to put you on a high fat diet. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, what? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to put you on a high fat diet. I'm going to switch your fuel source from sugar to beta hydroxybutyrate to a ketone body. And so once your body sees fat as an energy source, the first place it will eat fat is right out of the blood. So we dropped his carbohydrates almost to zero. Um, We kept his protein about 25% of his diet and 75% of his caloric intake was from fat. Wow. And his cholesterol dropped, I mean his triglycerides dropped almost 100. And so what food, that's avocado. Coconut oil, olive oil, nuts, avocado, fatty ribeyes, fatty meats, fatty um, Fatty. fish like salmon, um, very satiating foods, eggs, chicken. Um, So, you know, and, and in your case, keto would be very good, too. And I seem like I put everybody on a keto diet, and that's not true. I don't think everybody needs to be on a keto diet. It's a great diet to reset the metabolism. Yep. And it is very safe to be on a keto diet. Every human being enters this world on a keto diet. If you actually look at the construction of colostrum, mother's milk, which is secreted during the first 48 hours, it's almost entirely fat. Right. So we enter this world on a keto diet. We're perfectly capable of surviving on keto. Um, there are... Um, fatty acids that the body needs to survive. They're called essential fatty acids. There are, uh, there are two of them. There are nine essential amino acids that we need to survive. If you don't get these nine amino acids, you'll die. Um, there is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. So if you just marinate on that for mm-hmm. a second. Carbohydrates are not essential for life. Again, I'm not saying we stay on keto for life, but it's very safe to go into ketosis and metabolize this. It's also the lowest inflammatory diet um, in, in all of the clinical research I've looked at, I can't find another diet that produces less inflammation. And if you really want to blow your mind, um, it's the lowest in deuterium depleted water. Google that sometime, it'll blow your mind. We're snacking on exercise right now with Gary Brown. I can rock 25. out push-ups. Okay. I'll rock them out. Let's go, baby. How many did you do? Well, I'm going to 25. Oh my God, yeah. Sedentary oh. lifestyle, Adam, just like the new smoking, buddy. You squat that wider, right? Oh, yeah, I'm bouncing like a goddamn stripper. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do 25 air squats or? Lots no. 25 air squats. All right, ma'am. Just nice and deep, ass nice the grass. Ron Gallagher would be proud. <laughs> Come on, John, what is that? The medic is I don't know, I'm trying to keep up with him, but he's quick. What? Oh. It's good knee flexion. Dude, that's a, just a great way to wake yourself up. I'm up. Pre-diabetic come into play with some of these, what are so, you looking at? Where, where so, are, the are these numbers trending that way? No, no, I'm just asking like, what are, what do you look at when you talk about pre-diabetic versus diabetic? So you look at hemoglobin A1C. Do you see right here, mm-hmm. this chart? So you see the pre-diabetic range? It goes from 5.7 to 6.4. So do you see um, above 6.4, you have diabetes. Okay. Yikes. At seven, you're dependent on insulin. Ex, you know, insulin from outside the body, mm-hmm. right? So, whoo. I'm out of breath. That just hit me. <laughs> what was that, John? I'm completely out of breath. Yeah. Feels good, though. Feels great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it really is a Mountain Dew diabetic. <laughs> I mean, our physicians walk people off of diabetes all the time. Sorry, I just, I'm getting emotional because my dad was diabetic. He died from diabetes. Yeah. And I, I already know what my numbers are, and yeah. they are pre-diabetic. And yeah. now I see myself going right down that same 
fucking road yep. that he went on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's why, you know, th this is, you're about to get a second chance on life here, right? Because you're two-tenths of a point away from being diabetic. Yeah. And um, three-tenths of a point away from being diabetic and nine-tenths of a point away from being an insulin-dependent diabetic. So I'm not going to let that happen to you. There's a zero chance that you're going to be a diabetic when, when we're done this. All right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, zero. And this is why I love what I do, you know? Because yeah. it's just, it's, 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 it's John, stop smirking. You got six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> no. She's like, hmm, so how much is the life insurance now that you bring it up? I know about the life insurance. Yeah, <laughs> way more dead than alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. a good place. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. I didn't initiate it, by the way. <laughs> the higher the insulin, the higher the triglyceride. Excuse me, mm. can, you, can you do that again, please? Me yeah. drinking yeah. water? Yeah. Zoomed in on you drinking, drinking plain water. water. Yeah, that's plain water. Uh -huh. He doesn't drink water. Mm. I do drink water, but I use those flavor mm. drops. Mio, what are your thoughts yeah. on Mio? They're, they're, I mean, look, if it gets you to drink water, it's fine. But um, Otherwise, he drinks seven Dr. Peppers. So. How many? Yeah, you see, you can... At least seven? Eight to ten. <laughs> yeah, you you can see you're so you're so dehydrated. You've lost the sensation for thirst. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah, you don't even get thirsty. Yeah, you don't even get thirsty. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. And he's so dehydrated, he's lost the sensation for thirst. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a clip right there, guys. Yeah, I don't know. for sure. It yeah, is. yeah. You know, I have free advice right now. I'm ten thousand an hour. Yeah, this is amazing. I saw four yeah. patients today, and yeah. they all paid me ten grand to go through their labs. Um, true story. Uh, I believe it. So it's crazy. So, um, and if you're not careful, man, if you even do a mild amount of exercise, you're going to get muscle cramps. Um, if you don't get them already, but you're right on the verge and you're on the verge of waking up a few days a month with a headache, just a mild like headache in the morning. I did this morning. There you go. This all sounds like me too. Yeah. So about you. that's, and that's because of your sodium levels. So believe it or not, um, that's so crazy. Most people think that sodium is very dehydrating, right? Mm -hmm. And nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, if you were so dehydrated right this moment that you landed in the emergency room, the very first thing they would give you is a saline IV. Mm -hmm. Well, why would they give you a saline IV if it's dehydrating? Well, because it's not, <laughs> right? So we think of iodized table salt in our food as being dehydrating, and that is true. But we're actually not hydrated when we have fluid in our blood. We're hydrated when we have fluid in our tissue. And what determines whether or not that water leaves the blood and enters the tissue is something called the osmotic gradient, osmosis, the movement of water across a membrane, and that's governed by sodium. So by putting a little pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt in your drinking water, you can restore that balance and instantly be rehydrated. The reason why we use 9% sodium chloride in a saline bag is because it's more hydrating than water. So you put a little bit of Himalayan sea salt in Pink Himalayan sea salt right in your drinking water. You can take the salt shaker and crank it once, or I have a video on my Instagram that tells people how to make something called a sea salt soleil. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where you just stir the water, you make a gallon of it, it'll hydrate you faster than any energy drink. No question. Right? Because the body sometimes signals the exact opposite of what you would think. 
right? Like if you're um, about to have a heat stroke, you actually get cold to the touch and you stop sweating. When you're clinically dehydrated, you lose the sensation for thirst. When your blood sugar is hypoglycemic, when you're very low on blood sugar and you need to eat, you don't feel like eating, right? So sometimes the signal coming out of the body is the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. If you actually hydrated for four days with pink Himalayan sea salt, just added 10 ounces of water to your morning routine, whatever your morning routine is, didn't change anything, just added a 10 ounce glass of water with a crank of pink Himalayan sea salt, after that fourth day, your, your satiation would start again and you would be thirsty as hell at work all day. And you would actually be reminded to drink. Mm. Your body would turn it back on. So it's a great way. Just force it down in the morning, 10 ounces, right? This is 16, right? Um, so 10 ounces of water in the morning with a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt and, you'll, and watch. You'll be thirsty an hour later. You'll be thirsty two hours after that and it'll actually remind you to drink again. Um, the leading cause of, of migraine headaches, idiopathic migraine headaches, about 85% of all migraines are directly related to low sodium. I can't even tell you how many people no longer have migraines that came to see me and all I did was tell them to put Himalayan sea salt in their drinking water. Wow. Because remember, there are no pain receptors in the brain. There are no pain receptors in the brain. That's why brain surgery is painless. But there is a covering over the brain. It's called the dura. It looks like a saran wrap. It's wrapped over top of the brain. The dura hates two things. It hates being stretched and it hates being contracted. And what determines whether it's stretching or contracting is sodium. So why do most people wake up with migraines? Because the last time they ate or drank, then they go to sleep and they're respiring all night. They're losing water through body heat. They're respiring and losing water. So they're actually getting further dehydrated as they sleep and fat duras shrinking down. Now they wake up with a migraine. Mm -hmm. Oh, you sweat, you mean sleep? Yeah, so you need to. Lately. Yeah, that's why you woke up with a headache this morning. Mm -hmm. So. Um, See, for me, I wake up with headaches when I dream of headaches. Wait, what? Like, I, in my dreams, I dream I like that I have a headache. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And I mean, and I'm sure it's neurological, but, yeah. and I wake, then I'll wake up with it. But I've had, I was diagnosed with migraines when I was four years old. Wow. Same thing. You're way in muscle cramp territory. Like if you're not careful if you, when you exercise, you're going to get muscle cramps. When you play soccer, do you get cramps? Never, I've never gotten a muscle no? cramp. Wow. Surprised by that. It's coming. Um, yeah. So are the headaches. <laughs> well, the headaches, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about your, uh, cholesterol profile. So, um, so we, the, the sugar profile. So if we control the sugar, we control the insulin. If we control the insulin, we control the blood fat. Right. And all kinds of things are, re are related to elevated blood sugar. Right. I mean, um, you know, we remain one of the few civilized nations in the world continuing to call Alzheimer's and dementia, Alzheimer's and dementia. A lot of countries call it what it is, right? Yeah. It's type three diabetes. So it's insulin resistance in the brain. The brain is so crack addicted to sugar, carbohydrate. What the brain wants, the brain gets. It will actually give you a dopamine reward for eating sugar. See, we don't like sugar. We love the way it makes us feel, right? Because when, if you get a dopamine ding as a reward for doing an activity, you can get addicted to that activity. In fact, there's a very specific receptor on the back of the tongue called the TAS1R2 receptor. And this TAS1R2 receptor, TAS1R2 receptor, if you want to look it up, um, this is where the, uh, the whole artificial sweetener industry came from. Because they realized if we put a chemical 
in the back of the throat that can ding that receptor, I can give that person a dopamine reward. Dopamine is the behavior-seeking neurotransmitter linked to addiction. Mm -hmm. So if I want to create addiction, I create a dopamine reward by dinging that receptor. The majority of artificial sweeteners actually are not sweet at all. They put, put a sweetener sweet in the chemical. They're using a chemical to give you a dopamine reward. So they're not just sweet, they're addictive. Because it's, it's, a, it's a win to get you to like something. It's a home run to get you addicted, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so it, you know, this is why the first few days of going on a keto diet is tough. You know, you can get the keto flu, which is from low sodium. So if I elevate your sodium, you won't get the keto flu. Um, but you struggle through that carbohydrate withdrawal. But once you're on the other side of it, man, it's unbelievable the level of mental clarity, alertness, short-term recall, deep sleep, waking energy, all of those things. It's, un it's unbelievable. Um, so let's go to the next section of your comp metabolic panel. Let's, let's look at bun and creatinine. So bun and creatinine are kidney waste products, right? We don't like to see these up, building up in the blood. These are um, what the kidney filters out of the blood. So if I look at the level of blood urea nitrogen, that's okay, but the creatinine <coughs> level is starting to rise, right? So this means the kidney's under stress. So if I wanna take a deeper dive, I look at something called the EGFR. This stands for your glomerular filtration rate. This is the rate at which blood moves through the kidneys. So remember I said 15 times every day the full volume of your blood goes through the kidneys? Well, imagine what happens. <coughs> kidneys a filter, right? So what happens if I change the blood from water to motor oil? It's gonna slow the filtration rate down. If I slow the filtration rate down, I increase the amount of poison. Yeah. A filter is not filtering. So how do I see how fast blood's moving through the kidney? Well, it should be over 59, and you're only four points away from entering early stage kidney failure, right? Because the blood is, is thick, so it's moving like oil through the kidney. So you're gonna see on your next labs, as the blood gets thin, the filtration rate goes up. As the filtration rate goes up, the poison level goes down. So that's why, wow. does that make sense? Yeah. I hope I'm not like eating you guys' face. No. So when you say four points away from kidney failure. Not from kidney failure, from entering early stage kidney failure. Got it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, We're not going to. Don't further, worry. I'm further yeah. along, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm further along. There's always somebody worse. So the, the good news is that we're, all, all of this is fixable. I mean, your next labs are going to be, if you're disciplined, you're not even going to believe your next is labs. Is there anything on any of these labs <coughs> that is not fixable? No. No. You know, the, the biggest thing that stood out for me from being in the mortality space for 20 years was that the majority of what was causing people to live shorter health spans and lifespans, right? Your lifespans, how many years you have. Your health spans, how many really healthy years you have. Um, were what we call modifiable risk factors. All of these are modifiable risk factors. See, this was the disaster of my previous career because I, I could see all this. And then I would predict how soon it would result in your demise. Yeah. But I couldn't fix it. Yeah. Right? It was literally like couldn't sitting behind a thick glass wall, just watching blind people walk into traffic. But you just said something interesting. You know, you have your life expectancy, but then you also have the quality of life. Almost. Health, health, the, yeah. health of life. Yeah. So, you know, the, there's, I guess there's people that want to have their, they have their life expectancy, I'm just using a number, 30 years but only you know, 10 of that is healthy. 
you know, and then yeah. you start living like, you yeah. get, I mean, what's type of well, life? Well, are you well, well, it's called, it's called, um, there's things called activities of daily living, ADLs, right? And there's five of them, bathing, ambulating, moving, uh, toileting, dressing, and eating. So as you progressively need assistance with, that's what assisted care living is. You need help with bathing or toileting or ambulating or, or, or dressing. So, um, I mean, I need, need help with a lot of those now, but, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is that, um, when, you know, as you need help with more of those, you, that is what we consider reducing your health span. Right. I mean, we want to be independent, right? Not dependent. Mm -hmm. And so the people were not only accelerating towards the grave, they were accelerating towards dependency for modifiable risk factors. And that just eventually ate its way at me. And I was like, what am I doing sitting behind a desk predicting when people are going to die? I actually have the wherewithal yeah. to, to help people live. Um, so in any case, um, the good news is that you're seeing this. Yeah. In 10 weeks, you will not even recognize I was say, yourself. When's man. the next lapse? Yeah. 10 weeks? 10 weeks. Okay. Yeah. And so when we come back, yeah. oh, dude. It's going to be a game changer. Yeah, your entire right. body morphic <laughs> image is going to change. Right. Your um, libido is going to change. You might need a safe word. Um, so <laughs> you, have my, you have my permission to use 10X Health as right. your safe word. Yeah, it's funny um, you bring that up. So um, I was going to say, you know, I'm the stranger to the little blue pill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that in there anywhere? Can you yes. tell? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, well, I, <laughs> Adam. Yeah. <laughs> High blood viscosity is, yeah. is, oh. is an issue down there, right? Because the way that we get an erection is the blood moves through valves, right? And the valve lets blood flow in one way and then it closes to not let blood seep back in. So this determines, this determines the stiffness and the duration of, of, of an erection. So an erection is both physical and mental, right? There's actually a psychosomatic response, right? How can we see an image or think of an image or be attracted to an image and then have a physical response? That, to that pathway is governed by something called oxytocin, the love hormone. But then in, you know, in the function of an erection, all of this comes into play, right? I mean, so we want to have um, healthy free testosterone levels. We want to have thin, viscous blood so we can actually have healthy erections. Thick bloods make weak erections, right? Proper viscosity in blood makes strong, healthy erections. So this is a, um, you know, and very, very thin blood takes it the opposite direction. That's why there's an optimal range for these mm -hmm. things. So we're going to put you um, smack dab in the optimal range for each of these. And a lot of these things are simple. Right. You know, like pink Himalayan sea salt in your drinking right. water. Um, you know, getting the whites out of your diet, white flour, white rice, white bread, white pasta, white potatoes. These things are thieves. That's just, they dress up in right a now. beautiful soup oh. and they steal from you. Chicken parm is off the table. Chicken parm. You can have the chicken, have parm, chicken parm, just not, don't bread no it. No pasta. In. Just um, instead of breading it, flip it in egg and, and then roll it in um, uh, crushed uh, nuts. And then saute it in, in nuts instead of white flour. I probably just wouldn't have it at a restaurant. Right? So you can have macadamia crusted chicken parm. Yeah. Macadamia nut and crusted chicken parm. Bam. Chicken and cheese. Are cashews okay? Cashews are okay. I prefer real nuts like walnuts, macadamia nuts, um, yeah, pistachios. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, like peanuts like are not really nuts. No salt. They're not, not, not really nuts. They're not nuts. I don't mind no peanuts salt. Peanuts are seeds. They're yeah. legumes. Right. right. They're fraught with lectins. Um, they have tons of mold on them. Um, so mycotoxins, we call them mycotoxins. So, um, Raw nuts is, is what you want. Because remember, 
part of what we're going to do on keto is not just put you on high fat. You got to make sure that you're on healthy high fats, right? Not the polyunsaturated, the PUFAs, the vegetable oils, and the seed oils. That stuff's junk. You know, I always talk about you only really need four oils in your kitchen. You need three that you can use for cooking and eating, which is uh, grass-fed butter, a coconut oil, and a ghee butter, right? None of those will denature at high temperatures. So you can saute vegetables in it, you cook steak, you can cook whatever you want. And then an olive oil. Olive oil is great for you. So is avocado oil at room temperature. But all the seed oils are horrible for you. The canola oils, the linoleic oils, um, sunflower oils, those are awful. Wesson oil, that stuff is absolute junk. The process that they use to extract the oil makes it rancid. And you're actually putting rancid oxidants in your, in your bloodstream. You have an 86% higher chance of dying of cardiovascular disease if you eat a standard American diet high in polyunsaturated fatty acids than you do if you smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, those, those seed oils are terrible, and that's what we deep fried potato chips in, and it's unfortunately what most restaurants cook in. So clean keto is using clean, healthy fats, and one of them is dairy. Dairy gets a really bad rap. Right. But, you know, so everybody gravitates towards nut milks. Well, what do they, how do they make nut milks? They take a polyunsaturated fatty acid, they heat it. I drink almond milk. And they extract it, and then they put it in those. It's not as, I mean, if you're not allergic to dairy, milk will do you better, more justice. You know, kefir milk will do you better than uh, nut milks. And I'll tell you which nut milks are true nut milks. Um, We're really taking a deep dive there. (laughs) Is keto bread okay? Keto bread's okay. Mm-hmm. Keto bread's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keto <laughs> breads, even the almond breads, you know. Um, but here's what you should have done. You should have given it to him without telling him. No, no, no I tried no. it. I liked it. Dude, it's delicious. Right. Yeah, you ever it's Dana, and Dana has a chef over there that is like the greatest chef ever. Yeah. Um, and he makes all these keto. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes all these keto meals oh, that are just, they're mind numbing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're delicious. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so, um, there's your um, kidney function, so we're going to see that improve. We already talked about raising your sodium levels. Um, then we get to your liver, right? Um, and your liver's not in bad shape. Um, this alkaline phosphatase, this is a liver waste product. We don't like to see that building up in the blood. Um, in your case, it's not. Um, then we look at your AST and ALT enzymes. Um, these are the first signs of liver inflammation and the first signs of liver irritation. Your liver's not inflamed. It's not irritated and it's filtering the poison out of the blood pretty well. Is that because I don't drink? That's because you don't drink. No, you don't drink? Okay, I was just gonna say, you have the liver of somebody that doesn't drink alcohol. Don't drink. Okay, so that's good. I got that going for me, Gary. Yep, you do. (laughs) You're about to have a whole lot more going for you too, brother. Um, So again, the cholesterol, it's the size of the cholesterol, not the amount of cholesterol that's the majority of the concern. So imagine if I took two buckets, set them next to each other, right? Same, just, I'm a scientist, not an artist. But, so just <laughs> okay. imagine these are the same size. I'll show you how a level, cholesterol level 166 could be a risk factor for cardiovascular disease or a risk factor for longevity. And if I saw high LDL cholesterol and low triglyceride, when I was in the life expectancy industry, I would extend your life expectancy. I did not see in my entire career a single centenarian, not one, that did not have clinically elevated levels of LDL cholesterol at the time of death. Um, They all had low triglyceride and high 
LDL cholesterol. So cholesterol gets a bad rap. So let's say this bucket and this bucket both have 166 nanograms of cholesterol in them. But this bucket's full of tennis balls. And this bucket is full of tiny, tiny little BBs. See these little tiny BBs? Mm -hmm. This bucket is very dangerous. This is a high risk factor for cardiovascular disease. And this also means I have high triglyceride. When my triglyceride goes down, the size of the cholesterol molecule goes up. This is a risk factor for longevity. Same cholesterol number. One a risk factor for living a long time, one a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Right. So we try to control triglyceride. Um, and then when we look at your hormone panel, it's perfectly normal for these hormones that are secreted by the pituitary. This is the volume knob. Right. There, there isn't an organ system in the body that determines its own output, including the testicles' production of testosterone. They have a boss. It's called the pituitary. The pituitary is the volume knob. So if I want to raise testosterone, I turn up the volume, right, through luteinizing hormone, follicle-stimulating hormone. So when I put testosterone into the body from outside, the pituitary says, whoa, there's too much testosterone. So what does it do? It turns the volume down. So this is a perfectly normal response. Okay, I just, a lot of times when it's flagged as low, people go, well, what does that mean? It's a perfectly normal response to taking testosterone. Mm -hmm. um, and then your testosterone is greater than 1,500. Your free testosterone is uh, greater than 50. It looks to me like you're taking a single blend testosterone, like a testosterone cypionate, um, mm -hmm. and you're probably injecting it once, maybe twice a week, but very likely only once. Um, how many times do you inject? Twice. You inject twice. Yeah. So you do um, 0.5 milligrams twice a week? I do one. Okay, so that's... that's twice a, a week. Yeah, that's a very high dose. Yeah. So remember what happens is the, when the body tries to stay in homeostasis, right? So you do this big bolus of testosterone dose on Monday, and then you do another bolus dose on Thursday, yeah. right? Is that how you do it? Yeah. Okay, so you do one on Monday, you do one on Thursday. Yeah. Um, and so... Did you put cameras in my room, mm, uh, in my yeah. house? No. Right. And then what happens? Um, and then the body chases it with estrogen, right? Yeah. So when you put big bolus doses like this, then what happens is you overproduce estradiol. You see how your estrogen is? See how high that is? It's yep. almost at 100. What should it be? Never, you know, not, not outside wow, of 42, okay. right? So it's more than twice the high end of the range. You're about to start crying at children's movies, right? Like Bambi, you're not going to be able to make it all the way through. <laughs> right. You know, like, American Idol, Bambi. I tear up every week. Yeah, yeah. American Idol, 100%. really? 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> all right, that's yeah. why. I'm a sucker for Sis a Says right story. here, you're yeah. a little bitch. Yep. Um, <laughs> little bitch. Little right. bitch. So dial down the test. Um, we're going we're gonna to dial the test back into the optimal range, put you on a blended testosterone, bring the dose down, and then have you take something called DIM, diendolomethane. It's from cruciferous vegetables. It's a cruciferous vegetable extract that will take the estrogen and help bring them out of the bloodstream so that you don't have to use really aggressive aromatase inhibitors called anastrozole or um, exemestane. So um, if we use a cruciferous vegetable, Extract will bring this testosterone or this estrogen back into the normal range. Okay. But at this level, you're going to start to get something called mood numbness. 
where you're going to see the peaks and valleys of mood start to disappear. Like you won't get really, really, really happy, but you won't get really, really, really pissed off. You'll just be kind of, eh. you know, you'll be in that mood numb band. Like, um, you know, like, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? No, wherever you want to go. You know, or what movie do you want to see? Oh, whatever movie you want to see. It's just very indifferent about everything. Indifferent. Yep, yep. Just more and more indifferent. So if you've noticed an increase like, in, in... Do you notice that I don't think like? I do. Yeah. Oh, you would probably know better. Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you don't. Not there so, yet. All right. You creep in there. So um, so we want to bring the estrogen okay. uh, down a little bit. Um, PSA, I'd, I'd need to see your previous report to see if this is high or low. It's in the normal range. Nothing to worry about. Your IGF-1, so you said you were taking gear. Are you taking growth? No. Okay. Uh, test, I take trend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so test and trend. So this um, this is a secondary measure of growth hormone, right? So IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor, and we also can measure how much um, growth hormone you're producing by this. And there are very safe ways to raise your growth hormone level um, by taking something called a peptide. Um, and a peptide is an amino acid chain. Essentially what it does is it rewinds your pituitary to a more youthful level of growth hormone secretion. They're generally considered safer. They're secretagogues, so it tells the pituitary to secrete your own growth hormone. So you're high on your own supply, right? Anytime we take anything from outside the body and put it in, we usually lower the production internally. And we can eventually shut it off, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so you'll see Dr. Sarda uh, recommended it here that you take a peptide. Um, peptides are amazing too because um, not only are they considered generally very safe, I mean, the first one, Sermorlin, I think it was a, FDA approved in 1984, but um, they're metabolites. Your body recognizes them and breaks them down, right? So, so what we're going to do um, is use a, a peptide to raise this, and you'll see your, your response to exercise skyrocket, right? You'll, you'll, you'll start to, to experience something called muscle hyperplasia, which is not just where you tear a muscle and it grows back larger, but where you tear a muscle, it grows back larger and new tissue forms around the tear. So you get animal strong, animal fast. Mm. And you also begin to take on a more youthful appearance. Do you have hair man, Ron, in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are going to be a superhuman. Yeah. Um, and then um, this is your vitamin D3 level. That's one of the lower clinical deficiencies I've seen in a long time. Um, this is the single most important nutrient in the human body, without question. Um, this is the only vitamin that a human being can make on our own. Get out in the right? sun. There's, right? Yeah, I mean, most, the truth yeah. is most of us are not getting enough sun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that we're getting too much, it's that we're not actually getting enough. So, I know. Um, yeah, so. I said um, this was we, my palest summer. Yeah, we yeah. want to be between 60 and 80 nanograms, right? Okay. Um, you know, uh, Adam the, just got a win. Oh, you Adam's did? Celebrating got a win. Nine. Woo! 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 Right, Adam. Yes. Thank you, baby Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and uh, you remember, there's hundreds of vitamins in our bloodstream. Yeah. You're only capable of making one. There is not a cell in the human body that doesn't have a receptor site for that vitamin. Um, so it's, it acts more like a hormone than a vitamin, but it's, it's extremely important to human function. Um, and uh, do you get anxiety? No. Good. Um, does it? Do you, does it look like I should? Generally, when you have homocysteine levels in that range, you get mild Nothing anxiety or you get anxious. Good. Um, I, I think he builds up, and it he doesn't. 
realize I think it. You, see, I think you do. Yeah. I, I really do. You yeah. will occasionally you get have... anxious about stuff? I don't feel like I do. I don't feel like it affects him on a day-to-day -day basis, but I think it builds they, up and then the, are they gonna the buy dam breaks. Are they, they going to buy Occasionally. I mean, maybe the way from... That's, but that's, that's... Well, that's him being silly. I think it's more like I'm so used to... I've really never worked for anyone. Yeah. So I'm so used to that stress that I think I've just learned to manage it. Right. So maybe right. I do yes. have it he and I just don't it. realize He's that I have it. Well. Okay. I just, yeah, I agree with that. So yeah. homocysteine can be symptomatic or asymptomatic, but it is one of the most inflammatory compounds mm. in the human body. Um, it's very irritating to the endothelial lining of the blood vessels. Um, we don't like to see homocysteine get into these ranges. You know, you're, you're almost twice the high end of the normal range. Mm. There's an amino acid called trimethylglycine, TMG. Ask, what causes that? What that causes we, um, a, a gene mutation, which we did your gene test too. We just, I don't think we have the result back yet. Um, but it's a gene mutation that doesn't allow you to methylate homocysteine. When we take homocysteine, which is an amino acid, and we methylate it into something called L-methionine. And then L-methionine goes up and quiets the brain. So usually people that are low on L-methionine will be night owls. Right? And they'll, they'll, they'll spend a lot of time thinking. Um, when their environment quiets, their mind will wake up. So I'm kind of a night owl. You're yeah. definitely a night owl. I'm definitely a night owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when your environment quiets, your mind wakes up. Yeah. Very common. So, um, so we're going to address the homocysteine. We're going to put you on an amino acid complex to lower homocysteine to get that inflammatory compound down. Um, thyroid looks great. Your vitamin B12, I'd like to see that about double. Um, the magnesium is marginally high. There's not much to worry about um, uh, there. The rest of your thyroid hormones look good. So, you know, overall, you're, you're sitting on a pretty decent foundation. Um, we need to thin the blood, you yep. know, decrease the hematocrit so it increases its filtration rate. You'll see all these poison levels drop. Um, your immune system is nice and strong. Platelet count's good. Kidney function is... There's a little inflammation and irritation in the kidney. Um, so by dropping the the hematocrit, you know, we'll increase the filtration rate. Is part of that rate. from test and stuff? Yes. Or, yeah. It's directly from test. Yeah. Got it. Um, we just have to manage the therapeutic phlebotomy, the blood yep. draws. Liver looks excellent. Um, the real concern here is triglyceride, which is coming directly from your hyperinsulinemic. Yep. So your hypertriglyceridemic and your hypercholesterolemic. Um, and your hyperhomocysteinemic. So these are not a combination of things that we want to run for a long time. You don't want to be high in insulin, high in blood fat, high in blood sugar, high in um, inflammatory markers. Um, you know, because over time, and this, and this has a weighted effect, right? And a weighted negative effect. So this is a very serendipitous time for us to do this. Um, well, we'll look at controlling the estrogen. I mean. Estrogen towards the high end, even outside the high end of the range, is not really a big concern, but when it gets this high, it's, it's out of balance. Um, no question that you want to supplement with vitamin D3, 10,000 IUs, international units with 80 micrograms of K2. K2 helps D3 deposit into the bone, not the arterial wall. And then your IGF-1, your secondary measure of growth hormone, um, could be raised so you have a better response to exercise. Um, thyroid looks good. We want to bring homocysteine down because that's an inflammatory marker. We want to raise the level of B12 um, to improve every physiologic function in the body. And we definitely want to address the high insulin. Okay. So that's it, man. So 
if you had to predict. <laughs> That's I, the answer. That I, I knew really you were gonna. Go. I knew you were gonna say that. I'd need more years of medical records because I have to look at a trend. Got um, it. So, you know, Dana, bless his soul. You know, he, he didn't mischaracterize what he experienced. He just mischaracterized how I do it because I had to go back and actually pull medical records. I see. Right. Okay. He signed a release. Okay. Got it. And I went and pulled almost 10 years of medical records. Um, it's not a blood test and a gene test, and I can tell you how many months you have. It's a blood test and a gene test and five years of medical records and five years of your demographic data, and then I can Got zero it. into the model. Okay. And it's a very Someone exact never, science. Never I still, to this day, get predictions, some of them in the 18-year um, range, 19-year range, they're within three or four months. How, um, how much does a role, because I know with lab work, Fasting, not fasting, you know, what you ate that day, what you mm -hmm. did, how much of that plays a role in these kind of... So that's why we look at markers that are not so susceptible to that. That's why you don't really pay attention to glucose, you pay attention to hemoglobin A1C. Glucose is right now, hemoglobin A1C is a three-month window. Um, <coughs> you, you pay attention to markers of inflammation, like levels of poison in the blood inflammation markers in the liver and the kidney, because those are systemic markers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really affect it if you had a jelly donut that day or if you were fasted right so there are some levels that are affected it's very easy to see it on the on the labs that's why we told patients on the day that we're going to draw your blood make that the day you're due for your testosterone shot don't do the shot and then draw the blood because it'll be artificially high mm -hmm. right? right um um but if you've looked at enough blood work you know how to mitigate those things so if this right? was like an overall report card a b c d f um i give you a solid c yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what though? Yeah. Here's where wow. I think yeah. that's passing. That's passing. <laughs> yeah. It's passing. That's yeah. accurate that's with my passing. academic yeah, career. You're not here to put the average. Yes. Yes. Never change. Right. No, I expect better grades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, you know, no school, one right? wants to, no, no one's coming to me to be average, right? So you're going to be a superhero when this is done. I love it. Right? All right. You ready? Thank yeah. you so much, man. This yes. is really great. Awesome. This is amazing. So I won't go as long through yeah. all that because we know it. Blood actually doesn't look bad. Look, you know, solid, that, that immune profile, mm -hmm. right? Solid immune system, red blood cell hemoglobin levels in a great range. Your hematocrit is not. It had past dates, too. Yeah, your last ones. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it'll pull it, um, you know, it'll pull oh. it from LabCorp. Yeah. So. But here's our, 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 our first signs. Glucose is a little mm -hmm. elevated, right? Um, so then we're going to look at our favorite marker, hemoglobin A1C. And we're squarely in the pre-diabetic range, right? So the next time we pull this marker, we're not going to see that there. Um, so if, if blood sugar is um, elevated, or let me ask a different question. Mm -hmm. if, if we see triglycerides in the blood very high, what am I expecting to see high? We just went over this, so like, what causes the triglycerides to spike like that? High insulin, remember? Yeah, oh, right. Because yeah, when insulin rises, rise. yeah. okay. so I would expect that he would have very high insulin because he has very high triglyceride, mm -hmm. right? The higher the insulin, the less your body's able to burn fat. And the first place it builds up is in the bloodstream, right? So if we look at insulin, right, Good. through the roof, right? Um, it's almost eight times the high end of the range. Wow. Right? So this is something we really are going to address. I mean, this is very serendipitous for you, man, because you're right in the right time, 
right? We are not going to let this progress to diabetes. We're not going to let this progress any further with high triglycerides. I love the confidence. Like, you you know it's not hope. You're not dealing off of hope. Oh, 100%. Right. It's just science. That's why I say that all the time. It yeah. really is science. Yeah. Um, you know, this is what was missing from my previous career because I would just feel like, oh, my God, I wish I could just call Sally and tell her. Right. Well, just that to, had to be mad. This diet, like, um, and then I would watch it get worse and watch it get worse, and then I watch the death plane come in. And how long did you do that? that Twenty years. Twenty years. Two thousand. So when you see these idiots on the on the comments, when I post the clips, I you must wanna, go, you must be going out of your mind. Oh, it makes me out of my mind because when they're like, only God can. This guy is a snake oil salesman. He's just trying to get you on keto. <laughs> why, why doesn't? Why doesn't? Why would he want to get you? Do you know what somebody yeah. should do? Challenge me. Yeah. Right. If, if, if you put forward a concept, like you should be able to defend yourself. I never, ever mind being challenged. You said, say, how did you do it? Where'd you learn to do that? How accurate is it? Yeah. Teach me the science behind that. Um, you know, how can that be valid? How can you predict a life expectancy to the month? Give me the science behind that. What are some names of big companies doing it? Yeah. Um, how accurate is it? Yeah. Um, and, and, and break it down for me. And I, I would break it down in a way that, yeah. um, that you would realize that that's actually very valid science. Yeah. All it's my not friends, like I, it's not like, like I go yeah, right. No, yeah. it's I, all my friends I, were like, how do I get to this guy? Evening. Jason yeah. House already came to you. Yeah, Jason House from Iridium. Yeah, yeah. The, he manages fighters. He, yeah. already, he already did his blood work. Yeah, you may yeah. not even know that he yeah, yeah. that he already came. Yeah, yeah, he did. So you know the thing is like, um, <laughs> yeah. um, I should be challenged. And then and then if you find that I'm a bumbling idiot, well then you, you should say that it's a scam. But I'll break the science down to the minutia, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So you start on an actuarial curve and you get credits and debits and these are valid credit credits and debits because remember, unlike modern medicine like I said, they know the day, date, time, location and cause of death. Mm -hmm. So they can track this cardiovascular incident all the way to whether or not it, it impacted their death. How many months did it take to impact their death? And what specifically did they die of, right? And how impactful were the medications? And in 370 million lives, did the medication right. extend it or did it reduce it, right? You'd be shocked how many pharmaceuticals reduce life expectancy. The more pharmaceuticals you were on, the easier my job became. Um, and so it's not only um, very valid science, yeah. but there are hundreds of billions of dollars of financial services products right now that have everything to do with how many more months you have left on earth. Yeah. If you go to an annuity company, you know what an annuity is? I write the insurance company a million dollar check, they guarantee me an income stream for life. How do you think they determine the income stream? Right. They predict how long you're gonna to live to the month. And have you ever seen how much money they make? Do you think they're good at it or do you think they right. really suck at it? Right. It's right? successful. Yeah. yeah, it's not a blind gamble. Zero life yeah. insurance policies companies failed in the financial crisis. Why are they so solvent? Because they're so good at what they do. And what does a life insurance company do? It bets on when you're going to die. Right? Yeah. So um, if you die too soon, they lose. Right. So if you... I don't want to tell you this. Yeah. So you had better damn sure believe they know when you're going to die. And again, there's, there's, there's a factor for INDs, investigational new drugs. There's a factor for the percentage chance that a patient's going to change their behavior, which is virtually never. And right. I can tell you right now, better than 95% of all the modifiable risk factors never changed until from when they were 28 years old till they were 72 years old and in the grave. 
the, the factors that could have made them yeah. live a longer, healthier life were no right one ever sat them down into this. No one ever sat them down. Yeah. They always say later, later, later. Yeah. Yeah. Or they say, oh, I'm just too stressed. I don't have enough time. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. So absolutely, we're going to go aggressively after the insulin. Um, yeah. Dr. Sard is going to put you on a peptide called semiglutide, um, which is a GLP-1 inhibitor, glucose-like polypeptide. Um, and it, it delays gastric emptying, it actually reduces appetite, helps control insulin levels, it's phenomenal. Um, it's, it's one of the FDA approved uh, peptides that we use. Um, D3 levels looking good. You absolutely would benefit, um, you know, according to Dr. Sarda, benefit from being on a peptide. This will not only increase fatty acid metabolism, it will significantly increase your response to exercise. And the faster that we can get you results, the more likely you are to stick to a, a program. Right. Um, PSA looks great. Um, prostate specific antigen. There's not a lot of inflammation in your prostate. Um, thyroid looks good. You're not very stressed out. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, remember. Cor- okay. So we're, we're- <laughs> remember, cortisol is not a measure of how much stress is in your life. It's a measure of your body's reaction to stress. Well, okay. Well, that's scary. But how? What does <laughs> antidepressants play? Oh, something like this. Okay. So, hopefully, by the end of this, we're you know, we'll right talk to Doctor Sarda about one antidepressant, off of this. two blood uh, pressure medications. Yep. Yeah. So and you think by the end of this, he's not even taking those? By the end of this, Doctor Sarda will likely titrate him off of those. No All question. Right. No question. I mean, the whole idea is to turn function back over to the human body and then get out of its way. Right. right, the whole idea of optimizing health is to give the body what it needs, right? Just get, um, supplement for deficiency and then let the human body just do what it does best, yeah. right? Every time we mess with mother nature, we take things from outside and put them in, we create an issue somewhere else. We call them side effects. They're not really side effects, they're effects of what we do, right? Yeah. So, I mean, rarely when we have a deficiency in the human body is the answer a chemical or a synthetic or a pharmaceutical compound, yep. right? Very often, if you have deficiency in a human being, you can put raw materials back into their body that they need, vitamin D3, B12s, amino acids, and, and it restores optimal function. So definitely we're gonna go after the insulin. Um, you are also gonna see um, we need to add pink Himalayan sea salt to our drinking water and increase the amount of fluid that you're drinking. Um, uh, this is actually stressing the liver. So we're gonna actually focus on bringing um, liver enzymes down with something called glutathione. Um, glutathione is the number one antioxidant in the human body. It's found in every single cell in the human body. It's actually made by the liver. It's called the mother of all antioxidants. Um, we, we talked about how it's not necessarily the LDL cholesterol that's necessarily a concern. It's the low levels of HDL that come from healthy fats, and it's the very high level of triglyceride, blood fat. So the way we bring blood fat down is by raising fat in the diet and dropping insulin, right? Um, healthy fats. Here's another area we're going to go to work. Right? And I, I hadn't taken my testosterone shot for about four weeks when I had the blood work done. Okay. So I'm back on so, it now. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, because you can see this is when I was on it. Okay. Yeah. So 582. Mm-hmm. So not very uncommon to have that collapse, especially after, um, uh, you know, after uh, getting off. Interestingly, you know, your last blood work didn't pull 
luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, that's really of curiosity to me because it's hard to decide if you actually need hormone therapy until you know what the signal is, right? Like when you walk into a room and you can't hear the music, you don't replace the speaker. You go over to the tuner and turn it up, mm -hmm. right? And then the level of the music rises. So this is the same way that the pituitary works. As the pituitary increases the signal, the testicles increase their production of testosterone. Um, so usually we don't replace testosterone unless the testicles can no longer produce it. So there's no way to know by, by this blood work. But, um, so your, your, your level should come back, obviously. Um, hemoglobin A1C, you know, pre-diabetic range, we talked about that, we're not going to mess with that. Um, thyroid looks good. DHEA sulfate, this is one of the main things that, that testosterone is made from. So I'd like to see that go back into the optimal range. And what else do we have to work with here? Oh, yeah, we went over your D3 levels. Um, uh, growth hormone peptide. So I'm going to write this entire thing up for you that Dr. Sarder put together, and I'll put it in your inbox. And then if, if you guys agree, I'll drop it all right to your front door, and we'll get going. Love it. Yeah. You ready Love to be a superhuman? So, yeah. Awesome. A to F. What is that? What is that <laughs> so I, I would give this like a, um, like a D plus, C minus, right? Fuck. Um, Mom's not going to be happy. Yeah. Mom's not going to be happy. Look, um, the great news is, and, and none of this is a competition, it's, it, is that all of this is fixable. Yeah. This is like the exciting thing about my new career. And doing right the right now. thing, it's fixable quickly. It's fixable very quickly. You'll be shocked how fast this turns around. I mean, but Dana you, is a perfect example. I mean, you know, Dana looks ten weeks. like a different person. Yeah, It's also weeks. with guidance. You know, I think we all know as a human oh, we got to eat better, we should go to the gym, we should do the A, B, and C, you know. But to have somebody say, okay, this is actually what you yeah. need to do, how right. you need to do it, changes everything. There's so mm -hmm. much conflicting information out there that nobody yeah. knows who to trust. We know we can trust you. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah. Um, because, know where to start. you know, it's, it, we, we've gotten so far away from just studying human beings. We've, gotten, we've lost so much faith in mankind and humanity and the body of the, the, the ability of this to heal this. Right. Um, and so when you actually really pick this apart, I mean, this is diet and lifestyle changes mainly yeah. and some supplementation that's not like crazy supplementation. And I've never raised my hand and said, hey, I have some proprietary route that's the be all end all the yeah. live forever. You can only get it from me and I'm a pen. It's I mean, these are vitamins and minerals and amino acids and nutrients that are readily available at our fingertips. And it's not expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's like, well, I have Dana's kind of money. Well, you, you, you eat food, right? Um, okay, so you have Dana's kind of money to eat. You just have to start shopping the perimeter of the grocery store and doing, right. making well, changes. I, I love the the old saying how you go to a grocery store and they have a health food section. That to me is just right. like, okay, that makes What's sense. What's the rest of it? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then diet-wise, you, so for keto. I'm going to write you a diet right down it. to your grocery list. Okay. Okay, I'll put it in your inbox. Um you don't have to follow it to a T. It's just that when I switch people to, to, to keto, I like to give them a, you know, a bunch of ideas that they right. can, you know, in a grocery list to go and, and get things. It's not good to have the stuff in the house that you Sorry, can, Austin. You you can cheat on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little easier. If you're on it, then I can throw most of my way. I hate yeah. fish and I hate veggies. Um, so do you like meat and fish? Yeah. I mean, like meat, chicken, chicken, steak. Great. He doesn't like salmon, but he's never tried it. I love salmon. Yeah. And I would love to cook oh, salmon dude. more. Yeah. Oh, dude, the salmon, like, oh, an Atlantic salmon, like a, 
Yeah, you can make it crispy and like what don't macadamia you like nuts on it. Well, I've tried. I don't. No, like, you haven't. No, not salmon, but uh, salmon like swordfish. Yeah, it is good. You don't like the consistency of it. Yeah. It's, it's so healthy for you, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, it's got it's perfect fat. So mm-hmm. really? Make sure you get the wild caught, right? Because fish that swim around in other fish's feces, like a lot of uh, farm-raised fish, breathe in the mercury that they secrete. They secrete oh. mercury in their feces. So when they recirculate that water and they breathe it back in their gills, it just goes into the meat. So, um, yeah, just get a good wild-caught uh, salmon. Get free-range chicken. Get cage-free, or sorry, free-range pasture-raised eggs, get grass-fed beef. I mean, little subtle changes like that will be, you know, make... You'll be able to tell grass-fed. Those things do tend to be more expensive, but you're also cutting a lot of costs out of the the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's marginally more expensive, but it's... Right. But it's everything. I mean, that fuel... We're not even... We're not really what we eat. We're what we eat eats. Or what we eat, eat, you know? Yeah, 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 I get it. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, most cattle, by the time they're slaughtered, their their teeth have rotted all the way through to the bone, right? Um, They're so hyperinsulinemic, they're almost psychotic, right? Right. Um, So, because if you've ever seen, you know, some ways that they feed cattle, they don't just feed them corn and grasses and hay, but they'll stir it with just gallons and gallons of what looks like maple syrup. It's corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup. Stir that up, and cows eat it. Their teeth rot all the way up through their gums into the bones. Right. So now that stuff permeates the meat. You have a, you change the ratio of healthy acids, what's called omega three to omega six fatty acids. Right. And and so you change the the, the ratio in the meat. So when you eat grass fed meats, it's amazing for you. I can't thank you enough, dude. I'm fired I'm up so for you excited, guys, man. So I really excited. am. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to come back and check that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And that was a good deep dive. I mean, we, whew. Yeah, that was amazing. We, uh, we covered it. If I could it. do it, I would, I would, you know, straddle them, but I can't do it. <laughs> 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 oh, like.